Here we go. Yo, what time is it? Yo, I think I'm mic'd up. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to a brand new episode of the Mic'd Up Podcast. Today, I have with me a guest of high calibers of, I'm sure he's killed at least 150 men in battle. Um, he's conquered the seas of Saudi Arabia and Japan and Ontario. Ladies and gentlemen, with me is Mr. Atu Walker. <laughs> Yo, what's up? <laughs> that was so, like that was a very interesting in- intro because I'm not really into genocide at all. You're not. It sounded like ge- I was like a genocidal character. You're not into genocide. No, no, I'm you're not. not a genocidal character. You're more of like a patriotic American hero character. I it's still, still, I have deep concerns. <laughs> I, I, we can discuss that further later. Yes, deep concerns, but it's good. It's, it's, it's good. I, I, um, I'm a conquering hero. Yes, congratulations. Yeah, you did it all with your trusty lightsaber. Yeah, oh, yeah. There and you your go. dog, Biscuit. Yeah, my dog, Biscuit. Yeah, what kind of dog is Biscuit? Like, uh, what kind of dog bis- is Biscuit? Biscuit is a great Dane mixed with a Mastiff. Oh, my God. That dog, it's like a horse. Yeah, did yeah, you yeah. ride it in the battle? No, no, no. Okay. That, that would we, just be cool. We walked gently in together. <laughs> walked gently, like where there are tulips. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, like you know that scene from, um, there's this movie called Gladiator. I don't know if anybody's seen this movie with Russell Crowe. Is that a joke? Yeah, yeah. Oh. So <laughs> there is a scene, there's a scene in Gladiator where I think it might be like the opening thing. And Ridley Scott as a director is, is kind of fantastic in this way. But... Mm-hmm. You can see like a like a shot. You can see a field. Okay. And it, it might be the opening shot to the film. And it's Russell Crowe walking and he's touching the top of the wheat in that field. Okay. And he's walking towards his wife and his children that are running towards him. In the field. In the field. Wow. And this image pops up throughout the movie. I think it, it's what makes the movie really good. Because you put yourself in, you put yourself in your mind in, you in put Russell yourself Crow's in your mind character. in Russell Crowe's character because the imagery of him like walking gracefully toward his family after he's returned from whatever, what have you, like he's having this dream in his in his mind in his head, and then he wakes up and then he's there at battle. Oh, and then he's in mid battle. Not in mid battle. He's okay. like. You know, waking around. Preparing, yeah. Like he's preparing and then. He's like, oh, I'm about to go murder. Yeah, you see this battle scene and like the only reason why, you could tell the only reason why he's doing all of this is so he can get back. Get back to. Get back to the. Little Charlie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I I get what you say by all that. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what I imagine for you. I imagine you writing a. Giant Great Dane like creature into battle. I'm not with... right. I don't want to ride all an right, animal. All right, fine. Gently walking and strolling. If, if I'm gonna ride a horse, I want to. I want to ride a Clydesdale. What's a Clydesdale? Clydesdale are the horses that pull. The uh, <laughs> who's Chad Johnson? <laughs> who's Chad Johnson? Yeah, who's Chad Johnson? Ocho Cinco. Okay, look. There we go. Clydesdale are horses that are. They're like the biggest horses. Okay. And they have the little furry, the furry feet. They use and and Clydesdales are known for being the product symbol of Budweiser, where they're pulling the Budweiser. Yeah, 
uh, I don't know why they need four Clydesdales. There's usually four. Four five. Clydesdales. That's pretty excessive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're pulling something really heavy. But Clydesdales were known. They were bred to to be just massive horses and and the, to tow like heavy shit. Wow. And so, like before there were trains, there were Clydesdales doing that. The same thing trains do. So you want a whole Clydesdale? Mm. I'm riding on one of those. Yeah, because it's like it's the it's the biggest horse. You have a weapon of choice. Oh, um, I mean, if if we're talking if we're talking like Roman Empire or around there, part I think that's what we're thinking. So, uh, there are these swords that Vikings made. Okay, I'm intrigued. So there was a time where swords were only made with one sharp edge. Odd, pretty odd. And then at some point they started making swords with double dual edge double sword. double edges. Yeah. The Vikings made the biggest double-edged swords. Like just massive giant. Like giant. Like they're almost the same size as, as the person. Yeah. Does that make any sense? Like they got to do like a whole exercise yeah, yeah. So, to get the... Yeah. So if you're slicing people you get like three in a people. battle, you can probably slice like four people yeah. with this sword all at once. But you just have to be so Viking and massive. You, you have to be tall and big in order to pull it off. Yeah. Oh, man. So if you're if you're tall and big, and you have a giant sword, and everyone you're fighting is smaller than you, you're gonna. So how tall are you? Me, I'm uh, five nine. Five nine. My okay, and now how tall are you on Tinder? I'm not on Tinder anymore. Oh, slice. But I did get married because of Tinder. Shout out to Tinder. Yeah, yeah. This is actually out. a Tinder ad right now. Yeah, yeah. That's if why you, you're here. If you want to get married and you're bored, go to Tinder. Find find them. They're there. You, yeah. you got to go through some trials and tribulations. Yeah. But if you stick with it, I'm sure someone will. Can you tell me probably the wildest thing that ever happened to you from a Tinder experience? Oh. <laughs> that you're willing to share? I'll, I'll say I'll say this. I'll say this. Uh, most of the people before I met my wife that responded to me on Tinder mm-hmm. were people that I knew already. Really? Yes. That's pretty odd to find someone that you know on Tinder and well, then just be like, hey, found each other, might as well see what's up. But I mean, but that's the thing, like swipe right, right? Yeah. So if there's someone you know on Tinder and you're like, oh, I'm going to see if this person's interested in me. And, and you do that's that. How you find out. And that's how you find out. Wow. And fuck then all of a sudden you're out. like, fuck around and find out. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. a perfect definition. Yeah, yeah. I think, it, I think it's a good idea to try and to actually do that. Do that. Instead of just being like, ah, person I know, run away. Mm, I mean, call him, hit him up. Be like, hey, I seen you on Tinder. You okay? (laughs) That should be like a wake up call. It's like, hey, man, saw you were on Tinder again. No, 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 you can't. No, 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 no. (laughs) That move is ill advised. Really? If you swipe right and they and you match, Mm -hmm. because it doesn't happen all the time. It doesn't. It doesn't. But. Cause, cause, say they see you on Tinder, they might run away themselves, and they're like, "Oh hell no!" Uh-huh. Oh god, that's sad. It, it, but you won't know. That's yeah. the whole point. Oh. You won't, you won't know the rejection part. I think Tinder was invented so people didn't no, know reject, would... didn't know that they were All getting they rejected. All they know yeah. is acceptance. All they know is, oh, this person matched with me. Oh, I have an opportunity here. That's so wow. That's a that's a genius marketing strategy. I never even thought about that. That's like why it why works. Why people would enjoy Tinder? Is because yes. You technically don't. All you can do is feel the lack of love. 
Like if you no, don't no, no. get hit up, you like, don't, you don't know you don't know about all the rejections you're getting. You don't know about the rejections, but you do know that you're like, well, no one's hitting my line. But people are hitting your line. But are they? If is if, it that easy? It's a you? numbers game, bro. I was when I was on Tinder. I was on Tinder for six years before six I met my years. wife. Sounds like an NFL career. It is. It is. Yeah. I I was on Tinder for six. Rode years. Rode the bench. Six years. I was on there, and every day I'm swiping. Mm-hmm. Like ten to twelve swipes, on average. Six years of Tinder. Six years every day, ten to twelve, and there will be like months where I forget about it, or like I'm actually getting sex from random places or whatever. Yeah. And from God. Yeah, God is delivering. Shout out me, God. Yeah, delivering me the the goodness. Mm-hmm. Now, I remember there was a time where I was like heavy on Tinder, and there was a time where I was like ah whatever about it. Right. Yeah. And then when it came close to the time that I was, I met my wife, like I was on Tinder pretty often because it was like the pandemic and like, I really didn't have nothing else to do. And talking to somebody on the phone seemed to be like a better prospect than not. Yeah. And that's what your option was at the time. Pandemic talking. Pandemic talking or, or. The pandemic Pandemic, boogie, whatever. That pandemic boogie. Mm-hmm. I know what you're talking about. So I, I was, I was, you know, I was doing that, mm-hmm. and, and I found, and that's how I found her. I think that's how I found her. I think that's that's what happened mostly. To quote Rihanna, "You found love in a hopeless place." I found love in a hopeless place. I found love in a hopeless place. Yeah, she's not gonna like that, but she won't. Rihanna won't like that. But I think, I think we did, she we, will. We did good. I think she'll appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, I think she will. It'll make her want to work harder. Yeah, or at the very or, least, or make us like underwears. Yeah, we can make us both underwears. Yeah, yeah, she'll make us individual underwears and be like, "Hey, don't sing this song ever again, please." I would be like one of those weird pajama shirts that dudes from the 1800s would wear in like log cabins. Well, you like like, I'd be like some long johns. You want some long johns they with, would the, turn with the button into, bottom out? That yeah, I'd be some. Long, <laughs> she'd be like, she would turn you, you know, into a bikini, and I'd be I'd become some long johns. You know, those were originally made out of cashmere. Yeah, and then people were like, "What are we doing, cashmere?" Yeah, cashmere. Yeah, yeah. it's a nice mm-hmm. stuff. Smelly, smelly. Oh, I mean, the way it retains you, smell. You have to under, You have to understand. That deodorant wasn't invented for a very, very long time. Oh, man. I always remember that. That's the thing is people always like to think about, like, oh, man, these Game of Thrones sex scenes are so hot. I'm like, nothing about any of that was amazing. All of it was terrible smelling and weird and smelled like wax and horse. People are required to bathe. Yeah. People were like... And even if bathing. You, if you came in off the street and, like, if you really, if you really about to do something like that... Bathing, you had to go take a bath, my guy. Dude, even think about the bath. Think about, mm, mm, I mean, how much, mm. how much of that bath water could you drink? You know what I mean? No, like, can no. you drink any of that bath? No, water? no, that bath water was bad news bears. That that bath water. Would that give, bath water. It give that bath water. Yeah, bro. They used to talk about Victorian times and how women used to cake on makeup. Yeah, like they would. Can you imagine? Can you imagine 
Can you imagine? Oh, hanging out, and that's why people like to hang out outdoors, and not inside buildings. Really? Yes. Going on a picnic on a promenade Shout was a thing. A picnic on a promenade. You I go, write a book you, called that. Yeah, yeah. Picnic on a promenade. That's how you do it. That's that's a OG parking lot yeah. pivot right there, homie. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Where. Where like you you weren't exposed as much to the odor of the person, but I mean obviously though because you had the situation too where you know there was horses and everywhere 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 and and manure everywhere so the whole situation was big time smelly. Oh, I mean every big time the earth smelled different. Yes, the earth was a different smell. Yes, the odors and aromas we couldn't handle it today. Oh no! No one from no one from now. See, this is they why they get mega flu, right? Something something would happen. Look, and and this is why I feel like people need to get off this whole time travel kick. We need to stop making films about time travel in general because you know what happens with time travel? No one talks about the smells. About the smells of the future? Smells of the future. Smells of the past. Specifically, the past. Specifically, the past. Because the whole thing is, it's like I feel like people's senses were better in the past because they had to experience varying and different levels of smell and funk. Oh, 100%. The things that they smelled and tasted and ate in their mouth? Bruh. Alone. Bruh. Imagine licking your fingers back then. Imagine how salty the meat was. Oh, that's all they had was salt. They they don't even know about garlic powder. They didn't have seasoned salt. They didn't have garlic powder. Mm Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, people people literally ate oatmeal with nothing. Nah, back then it was porridge. Porridge. Porridge, son. Porridge was like oatmeal and cream wheat mixed together. Yeah. Mm-mm, no. That's not cool. And, and they used to make it with pork fat. Oh. So can you imagine is... oatmeal and pork fat mixed together? A little bacon deal. Quite frankly, I'm not mad. A little rendering. But that's what you ate. That's, that's the only meal you had that once a day. Could you imagine the utter diarrhea? No, not diarrhea, bro. Like being constipated. You think people were stuck up? Yeah, oatmeal and nah. If that was the only thing you're eating, it's just oatmeal and, and pig? no, no, for like months at a time, and then Christmas comes and you get to maybe have a ha- a piece of ham. Imagine every Christmas you get that that Christmas ham. Yeah, this is oh shit, it's oh oh my god. This is the first, and then I'm like is you that had a to, potato. No, you literally had to wait till Christmas. To get a cookie, one cookie for the whole year. Can you imagine? Can you imagine living like that? Man, no. That's a, you know, quite frank. You think it would be worse for a child to grow up in today's time or back then? Worse back then, bro. You think it's worse back then? Yes. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I grew cool up. In, I grew up in the '80s and '90s, and I'm telling you, it was worse then. It was I was telling then. my kid in the car. I was telling my kid in my car on the way over here, mm-hmm. and I literally said to him, like when 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 dinner time came, mm-hmm. you had the one option." Yeah, he has options. I told him, "You're you're food spoiled, Bit extremely. You're food spoiled to some degree. Yeah, he can he can see he can see a plate coming and be like, "I'm good. I'm not gonna eat," and wait until his next meal." To get something he wants. He's delivered. Yes. Yeah. Or be like, I want something and somebody will go get him something he actually wants to eat. Where when I was growing up, if you're presented with food, you better eat it because you you don't know when. 
You don't know when the next meal's coming. Yeah. I can't, I mean, I didn't grow up that way, but I definitely grew up in a way where I ate the food that was given to me because I wasn't getting anything else until that food was eaten. Yeah. It was, oh no, this is the food you got to eat. No, no, no. And you want to eat that breakfast from yesterday? Yeah, and then he always has desserts available to him. Ooh. What's the best dessert? Yeah, but I always, I don't No one's talking about it. What's the best dessert available? Available for anybody right now? To him. To my child? Yes. I think his favorite dessert is ice cream. Ooh, ice cream is the best. I feel like, I don't know, what do you think? What's your favorite dessert, Otley Zoe? Um, it's it. Oh, yeah, it's, it's it. Ooh, it's it sandwich. It's it's fire. And it's it's it, it always sandwich. hits. Mm-hmm. Ooh. It's yeah. a San Francisco, San Francisco Bay classic. What's your favorite you, dessert? My favorite dessert? Uh, sweet potato pie or... Sweet potato pie? Sweet potato pie is probably my favorite. Wow. That... That or pound cake or chocolate chip cookies. I was about to say, you're going to make people unsubscribe to my podcast. Yeah. From all, all six of them are going to leave because you like sweet potato pie. That's right. great. Sweet potato pie is the best. Is there anything with it? Or just you could do sweet potato pie and ice cream. You could do sweet potato pie and a little tuft of whipped cream on it if you want. Okay. You know, sweet potato pie is just... But it's just sweet potato and crust. Is the crust like... What's the crust like? What's it taste like? It's just like a pie. It's a pie crust. It's, it's like, like pumpkin a pie cracker? but better. I I think I would rather eat a sweet potato pie than a pumpkin pie. I don't yeah, like yeah, pumpkin, yeah. Pie. pumpkin pie. Is, pumpkin pie is hot garbage. Hot garbage. Hot garbage. Yeah, no. I was going to say, I'm like, all that canned stuff, and you just throw it in the middle, and then you just let it sit for a while, and then you're just kind of like, oh, pumpkin pie. What? That's how people make pumpkin pie? That's how white people news, make pumpkin pie. News to me sounds terrible. That's how white people make pumpkin pie, bro. That's sad. Yeah. That is sad, sad. They shake it up, and then they slap they it. They go get the pumpkin pie in the can, and then put it in the oh yeah the pre-made pie crust, and then put it in the oven, and then that's pumpkin pie? Oh, yeah. Oh, sometimes I don't even put it in the oven. They're like, we like it cold. Ugh. Cold and pie. Bro, no. Yeah, it's no. a sin. Quite frankly, it's a sin, and it's something that Jesus forgives every mm. day because he is white himself. You think Jesus, Jesus is white? No. What is Jesus? Latino? Uh, Jesus is the same people fighting over Gaza right now. Really? Either that or Ethiopian. Ethiopian Jesus? Yeah. Why do you think Ethiopian? Because... Uh, because because of all of the historical data that has been gathered about this region and about that time period, the thing that makes the most sense based on all the information they have is that he was probably of a he was probably Ethiopian descent of Ethiopian descent. And you know how they talk about Jesus walked a thousand miles or something like that. Mm-hmm. Then it's like Jesus walked from Ethiopia to Jerusalem. Ah, and along the way, just kinda... did all these miracles and this and that, and the thirteen disciples and all of those people are from that region, mm-hmm. and so they went to spread the gospel of whatever it is, where they were trying to unify all of the major religions at the time. At the time, so the major religions at the time was Muslim religion and the Christian religion. Yeah, and I don't think Catholics were really. No, and yeah. Judaism. Yeah. So at the time in that region, those were all of the major religions, and they were constantly at conflict with each other. They were. And so Jesus came around to try Jesus to bring everybody together. Jesus came around to try and unify everyone, and they murdered him for it. 
That's what you get for trying to play peacemaker. Specifically, the Roman Empire murdered them for it because their whole device and operation in terms of destabilizing communities was divide and conquer. Quite frankly, I mean, it was an efficient system for a while. It was pretty efficient until. I mean, if you're if you're if you're woefully into genocide, then yes. Well, I mean, as we know from the beginning of this podcast, you've slaughtered many a men. So I'm not in. I'm not in. No, 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 no. I'm about to get you wrapped up. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not I don't. I don't slay the beast. I. I appreciate uh, the intricacies and love the beast. As long as you can appreciate the intricacies and love the beast, yeah. you have that tattooed somewhere. I should. I should get that one. You should. A little neck tattoo or something. No. No. No, no, no. no neck tattoos for Atu. No. I don't. I just. I just. I don't understand neck tattoos. Why not? I just don't get it. I myself, I wouldn't get a neck tattoo just, because I don't know what it, what does it symbolize here? It's Why always you like put a, it there? It's always like a bird or something. Or like a snake skin. Or so it's always, it's, and then like, you know, there's like a, a symbology over to Adam's apple and it like comes up under the chin and it's a knot on the face. Yeah. And then, you know, and then there's people with face tattoos and you're just like, Why? That one too. I'm just like that's your face. Man. I mean, your face. You need you really you need that. Yeah. Now I'm like, what? Why is it so important that you have mm-hmm. a, you know, a smiley face on your yeah. forehead? Couldn't you know? do it. Couldn't I'm not for it. it. I I myself I wanted to get a hand tattoo. Thought of that. I have a friend that got a tattoo in the palm of his hand. Whoa. What What's in it? Is it like a piece of candy like a, or something? It's a rose. Oh, okay. That. Wow. What a, is he single? No, he's married. Man, she got his rose then. He's oh. she's the only one who's getting that rose. Oh. But I mean, can you imagine the pickup line being like, just offering a rose, it's tattooed in your hand? You think that's lame or cool? What a pickup line? No, using that being like yes. a ro- that's lame. A real man, a real man would just have a rose. A real man don't need pickup line. Ooh, what does a real man need? Just to be there. To be there. Ooh, okay. The confidence. Yeah. The riz, as the kids call it. Yeah, like you, you, you got it. You walk into the room and you got it. Mm-hmm. You confident. You're secure. Yeah. You know what you're doing. I I can't lie. I had I had and to this day have none of that. You got it somewhat. No, I I mean I think maybe now that I have a girlfriend. And I've had a girlfriend for the last however many, you know, five years or whatever. But back in the, you know, actually a funny story about when me and her first got together is mm. the first time we ever kissed, right? Yeah. This, this is going to be my level of game and it's going to be explained is me and my girlfriend, we're, you know, hanging out, watching a movie or something on a bed. Yeah. And then, you know, she was like, I went to scare or something during a scene or whatever. And she's like, ha, you know, like kind of one of the, and I'm like, oh, you ticklish? And I went to tickle her, and I'm tickling her, and you know, just doing the, you know, doing the schmooze. And then we get face to face, and as soon I lock eyes with her, right? I'm looking at her. Locked she's eyes. I locked eyes. She's looking at me. I'm looking at her, yeah. and I go, "Is this the moment?" And she was like, "What?" <laughs> she was like, "Yes, this is the moment." And I was like, oh, "Okay." And then I kissed her. So you asked for permission first. Technically, yes. See, this is a good thing. People should learn from Shout this. out to consent. Just a shout out to consent. Like you acknowledge the moment. I acknowledge. You acknowledge the moment, and then, and then you you made sure that, that the next step was, was okay. I, I and just, and that's 
That's the definition of consent. Bulletproof. Boom. Bulletproof. Every man should be doing this. Yeah. And then That's I just, a man move. I appreciate that because mm-hmm. everyone else thought I was doofy as hell. No. Nah. And I think, I mean, quite but frankly, look, how, many, pretty, how like, many years y'all been together? Five and a half or so. So, 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 so. So. And, and what's your other friends doing out here in these streets? The ones that called you doofus and lame. Well, to be fair, some of them are doing their own thing. But at the same time, too. No, 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 no. Any of them in committed, successful relationships? Absolutely. Well, to be fair, some of them are in complicated relationships. Some of them are in great relationships. Yeah, see? That- see, this is, what, this is the other thing. Look, don't let other motherfuckers ruin your joy. I'll, I'll accept that. Don't you had a joyful moment? I think with it was a, a great special moment. someone that you're currently with, a thing that you remember forever. Mm-hmm. Something that you 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 watched happen in real time because it was that surreal. Where you remembered it, yeah. And somebody you told that story to came at you and was like, "Man, you lame for that." <laughs> and you was like, Psh, "I ain't lame." Where, where your girl at? And it was like, oh no. And they cried a little bit on the inside. They probably went home and cried. A little bit. Probably, yeah. Cried in the car. In the car. In the car. I in was just car. about to say. On like a little 15 minute drive. Yeah. But see, this is the thing. This is the thing. Like, ain't no risk without a reward. That's true. That's, I agree with that 100%. And you did, you, you added the, the safety measure that was needed. Within that risk. Yeah. There's no bad thing in that. When I become famous, I can't get me too you know, so. It's not about that. I, the people that get me too are out here taking unnecessary risks. That's true. They unnecessary. Just, that's, all of it is unnecessary. Like, if you're doing something in the excess, like having sex parties at your house, like somebody who. As I do. Like, if you having a big old sex party at your house and there's a bunch of people there, mm-hmm. somebody at that party going to be like, why the fuck am I here? Probably, most likely. Well, they're going to be like... At least one. They're going to question everything. Like, how did I get here? Who brought me? Why? Why is this? Why? You know, I'm sure P. Diddy's kicking himself. P. Diddy... R. Kelly's definitely kicking himself. No, R. Kelly was doing something else. R. Kelly... R. Oh, Kelly R. Kelly's was, not cool R. now? R. Kelly was hanging out at the McDonald's by his former high school, picking up girls half his age. Listen, you don't want a remix to Ignition, brother? No. Come, not, on, come not, on, brother. Not if it took the... the, the <laughs> no. Not a... No. Not if it's like... No. Made, no. Not if it's a 2014 Camry. No, but when I was 98 Camry's fine. Yeah, but when I was growing up, that shit was okay. Even though people knew it was happening, and, and girls that... Were, were when I was a youngster, like 15, 16, my age, they were dating grown men, but they didn't tell their parents they were dating grown men. Grown men would, yeah, show up to high schools and wait for cute girls to come out and then drive up to them and be like, yo, what's up, bitch? Yeah. That must have been the ultimate. I mean, yeah, if you're just a giant skis bag, Chris Hansen victim, then like that's. The perfect way to get, but in in the eighties and nineties, that shit was like it was like as whatever normal because it had been happening, yeah, for the generation before that. Where where did you grow up, sir? Pasadena, California. Pasadena, California. Okay, so do you think that experience 
living there and growing up there? Do you think anything is special about that? Or do you think you may have learned something there that you might have not learned elsewhere? Mm. I mean, the 90s, I, I, I graduated high school in 1998, so I'm a, That's I'm a, the year I was born. Oh, shit. Wow, okay. How does that make you feel? Uh, it doesn't make me feel one way or another. That makes me happy. Good, good. You're, you're a good kid. Anyway, I Thank don't mean you. to describe you as a child, but like you're much, you're half my age, yeah. basically. No, I think it's totally fine for you to call. I I don't take disrespect when you call me a kid. Okay. When you call me a kid. Okay, so you just don't call me buddy. You're twenty years younger than me, basically. Just about. You're twenty four. I'm twenty five. Twenty five. Twenty five. Twenty four. So yeah, basically Perfect. half my age. So what you have to understand from the the eighties nineties era is. You know, a lot of people really talk about there was no internet, and that's very, very true. Yeah. There was not internet until, like, 90. I was going to say, 89, like 90, something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, like, 92, 93, 94. When it starts getting, like, popular. Yeah. Like, when more accessible. Yeah, yeah. And then, a year upon year, like, after that, like, after a certain time period, like, computers just got more advanced and more advanced and more advanced. And then mm-hmm. you get to... The 2000s, and then there's MySpace. I was about to say, there's Britney Spears. So, so everything before MySpace was big whack when it came to computers. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah. No, I'm serious. I'm very serious. What was the coolest thing back then? No, 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 nothing. None thing? of it was cool. None of it. None of it was cool. Oh no. No, computers did not become cool. It was lame. Every yeah, nothing every, but information. People that used computers were like, Man, you on a computer, man, you're a nerd. nerd yeah. You nerd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Swirly. Just, swirly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You, just, mm. you, you, you you get fucked up for having glasses. That's how They deserved it. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you yeah. know the whole like you know, Jaleel White, you know, all that stuff, you know, like that's you know, that whole imagery, like those are the people that like use computers and stuff like that and all those people who were kids then that really got advanced in computers those are all the people that went on to make a lot of money or or nothing or just be weirdos in their basements and stuff yeah but like you know a website would not exist and then a website existed and then somebody was like yo we could be putting our porn on here they're like, dude, if we just got people banging. Yeah, but before porn, before internet porn, there were JPEGs. Ooh, and then you gotta wait that good thirty minutes to download your JPEG and hope it comes out good. And we're talking something that was like a hundred kilobytes. Yeah, and you're waiting thirty five minutes praying that like the thing doesn't shut off accidentally. And you really hope it wasn't something weird like a donkey. Yeah. Oh yeah. Or if you just get totally played, was that that had to be a thing. Or, or sometimes, sometimes some of the stuff you would download, you didn't know it was a snuff film, and it was. Ooh, did you encounter that? No, I'm glad I didn't, but I know of other people that have. I can, I mean, yeah, 100%. But see, this is the thing. That was the risk of it back then. That was the danger. And then, and then there was AOL Messenger. Ooh. Which, Chris basically, basically, it's exactly what Reddit is. Yeah, well. No, Reddit is AOL Messenger. Were there chat rooms like that where things just stayed yeah. on boards? Yes. Yeah. I did not know that. I thought yeah. it was just instant messaging. No. I learned something today. No. Like, 
you had like different groups you can go to on AOL Messenger, and then there was some other type of messaging services that came out that you could be on, um, like AIM or no, there was AOL Instant Messenger was like when that came out, you didn't have to email somebody. You could just send them a message. Yeah, you could send them a message, and that's how like you found people on the internet and this and that, and you interacted with different people. Um, my sister got big heavy in uh, AOL instant messenger shit. Wow. And and, and and like talking to like grown people and really? doing weird shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my man. sister got in trouble. She got restricted from being on. Because she was encountering She was doing some, some wild shit on. on dangerous like, world, man. It's yeah. Like dangerous as world. Yeah. Especially back then. Yeah. See, that was like the beginning. The I was opening. also doing wild shit, but I knew how to not, how to not get caught. Well, I mean, also you're a man, so no. that's totally okay. But see, I knew how to delete my browser history from early age. Well, yeah, I mean, that's I was the taught first how thing to you delete to... my browser history. Really? Remember, delete your cookies after a month. Every month, go into your settings in your phone, go into your browser. Delete all his, them cookies. And and you delete your cookies because it saves on your inter, you know your internet load speeds. But sometimes you need a refresh thing so that you don't see certain bullshit. So. That cookies is how they track you. I typically don't give cookies unless I have to. Sometimes they force you. When they're like, hey, man, look, you can't have this unless you give us your cookies. And I'm like, I guess I don't need this. I guess I don't need this no more. Because I, I only give my cookies to certain people nowadays. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You don't want to give everybody a snack. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Like, that no, was perfect. No, you don't wanna. Um, my levels is loud. Your le- no, but your level is perfect oh. for that mic. What do you because mean? Because I just didn't do it right. Now, welcome back. After I had to violently urinate, urinated everywhere. <laughs> I, quite frankly, it made a mess. I had to clean it up. I asked Autu to help me clean it up. He refused. I was like, please. He said no. He said please. He said no. So. Here we are now. It's clean. I made I made amends. Everything's cool. But um, so I gotta I have to mention that you have a sweet beanie on right now. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. What? So Legoland. You got the Legoland shirt. You got the Legoland beanie. Yeah. How long have you been working out with Legoland? Where I mean, is Legoland? Man, I don't technically. Well, okay. What do you do at Legoland? I'm a facility manager. Okay. So you just be running the facilities of the Legoland? Yeah. It's my job. Okay. Now, what else would you say that you do? I'm a comedian. You're a comedian. Mm-hmm. Now, first of all, actually, before we even dive into that, how did we meet? Uh, I know your sister. You know my sister, who is... Jessica. And so old. I was looking for so old. You were supposed to, that's how you were, <laughs> you were supposed She's to She's not that. old. She's so old. No. I but met Jessica a long time ago. How did you meet my sister? Um, I met your sister when I was hanging out with my friend Wyatt. And then um, Wyatt knew Jessica because of, I think Jessica worked at her school yeah. during city year. And oh, then, yes. Way and back then, when. And Jessica was either in city year at the time mm-hmm. or recently graduated from city year. Wow, so, so you knew her just right off the bat as an adult. 
basically, when she first got... When she moved to San Jose, yeah. Yeah, just about. Yeah. Okay. So, and then how did we meet? I met you at Jessica's house. Just probably at like some when party or turned, some kind of occasion. I think when you turned 19 or something like that, your birthday party at her house. I think I might have turned 21. I think it was my 20th. I was there for that, but I think I was there before that. I don't know if I was hanging out with you guys before that, to be fair. I'm not sure. Maybe you but, weren't allowed. Um, no, so she was, that was the thing is she was always trying to get me to go and hang out with um, all of her and her friends. But mm-hmm. A, I didn't feel ready. Oh, like I didn't feel like I was adult enough to be hanging out with Jess and her friends or whatever the case was. And yeah, when I met, first met her, so I think she was like 17. Yeah, that and was, I had no idea how old she was. Really? Yes, yeah, because the person I was hanging out with at the time didn't tell me how old she was. That sounds about right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sounds like some information to conceal. Yeah, but yeah, no. Um, what was I? Uh, damn, what was, what was I just saying? I don't know what you're talking about. You try to get me to say all kind of weird informations. I'm. I was just ask, no, because that's the thing too. Is that's this is like on the some, record now? Sometimes I'll ask people, be like, "Oh, how did you meet my sister?" And they're mm. like, "I gotta ask her if it's okay for me to tell you." And I'm like, "Oh, well, never mind then. I probably just don't <laughs> want to know anyways. So that's fine. <laughs> that's fine by me." No, you're good. You're good. But so we met through her. Yeah. And yeah, you were there on my 21st birthday and all that kind of stuff. Pretty but sure, yeah. Eventually, I started coming around and hanging out, and I was like, "This guy's amazing." Oh well, thank you. I appreciate that. I'm not that amazing. I think, I mean, quite frankly, your greatest trait and quality is you have probably one of the most angelic voices on the planet Earth. Really? People, people think that? I think you know that. No, I don't know. I don't know. If you don't know that, you should know. If okay. you know, you know. No. If you know, you know. You you know, you know. I want to start a barbershop quartet with you so bad. For real? Would you be interested? I mean, if you can pull it together. I know one other guy who's interested. So we got three. I mean, how much? You need four or five for a barbershop quartet. Uh, you could do. You could do up to six. I feel like up to six. Yeah, What's I feel the like minimum. I feel like it's a it's a triplet thing. At you least you could do a quad. Trio. You can do a at car. least a trio, though. Yeah, they used to. I think if that's how the the talent developed in Detroit to become what is known as the hit hit making machine, they used to sing on the corners. Yeah, that'd be like a thing to do, where like four four guys would get together and like harmonize on a corner and yep. come up with a song on and a then stoop, on a stoop, on a stoop, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like. To woo the women's. Mm. Do you think that was an efficient technique to woo the women? 100%. What do you think is the best technique to woo the women's? What do you think is the best trait a man can have that would attract a woman? Mm. Cooking? The ability to follow through. Ooh. Ooh. Dr. Atu coming into the podcast. Dr. Atu putting on his... His yeah. sweater vest. <laughs> he put on his sweater vest. And I, got a, I got my ascot and my sweater vest. And, oh. I'm, and I'm here to dole out the advice of the ages. I've gathered this wisdom from uh, a, a diary of sorts from my uh, age of my youth. And then I 
And then when I got a certain age, I decided to reevaluate from my youth diaries and then create new diaries from that age and reflection upon the age that I'm currently experiencing. And then from those diaries, I then made the effort to make more diaries based on the efforts from my previous diaries and then compile them into one uh, manuscript that uh, helped me evaluate every moment of my life. You can purchase this manuscript for only £52.99 quid. <laughs> One, 1,000%. One million quid mm. is a beginning bid for this piece of literature. You, you don't have to be arm's length with me. You can be a fully developed human being. I'd buy the hell out of that book. Now, yeah. after that, that's the greatest yeah. improvement show ever. Yeah, we gotta buy some Super Bowl time or something like that. It's solid right there. Yeah, boom, you get this book. I don't know. Like I, I, I've had a good, I've, I've had a well experienced life. I was gonna say, I feel like you're a man who's lived multiple lives within one life. Maybe I feel like you're living multiple lives right now. I can do a lot of things simultaneously. I think I feel like. I didn't realize how good I am at it until I started doing it more. And I think I can do more. I have a lot of capacity for things. Um, I didn't, you know, how sometimes people tell you you're smart and you're gifted and you, you should be doing this and you should be doing that. And then like, you don't do it because you're so afraid of doing it. Because if you actually did become successful, then it'd be like a fucking thing. And then you have to like, keep doing it. Are we the same person? I don't know. Yeah. I think it's, it's, it's one of those. It's it's a it's a. It's a scary idea of being successful. It is. It's a it's scary very idea of. Also, I mean, to be fair, I mean, you obviously are someone who has not shied away from it by any means, but you what? are willing to embrace the journey. No, 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 no. Yeah. You are very willing to embrace the thing that it takes. It's hard to embrace the things that it takes to get you to the place that where you want to be. Mm-hmm. I, I love experiencing being on stage. I love doing that part. And I often take the easiest route to do that for me. Uh-huh. But some at some point, you have to decide to take the hard route. What is the hard route? There's a lot of work involved in being an entertainer that you have to manage and do yourself. And you have to do it diligently. Um, very diligently you have to be diligent and disciplined with it and if you come at it with an undisciplined kind of mind frame it's, you're just not going to you can't be successful yep so and that's with anything i think the difficult thing i don't know if you resonate with this at yeah. all but you want to put you know all of this effort and you want to put all this energy and you feel all these things for mm. this passion that you have yeah but you just cannot give it because you can't physically do it. Like you can't like you have to do other things in order to, you know, it's like you yeah. have to focus on the thing that keeps yeah. your life running. Right. So this is the thing, right? I, you, you heard me on the phone with my mom earlier before we even started this podcast. Shout out to the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to the podcast. Pre podcast. Yeah. And you know, one of the things that you, that we all forget about is like who you're talking to. And what perspective you're getting. Mm-hmm. Um, black women, just like any... Atu's black. 
Yeah, I'm black. Yeah. You can say it. Black women are very conservative when it comes to money and resources and taking risks and things like that. Granted the history, yes. I understand it. Yes. So the best person to talk to about evaluating like an opportunity or evaluating a dream or working on a thing like black women are the most practical people in the world. You know, they they put they they put their mind on what their available resources are and then try and figure out how to like do what they can with what they can within their means. Yes. And and, and there's often a choice that's made. Mm-hmm. Do I stay in this place where I know I can get what I need? Or do I take the risk to try to attain what I really want? Mm. And there's a happy medium in between those two places. Yeah. Now, for most people, most people would prefer to stay in the safe space because safe space is reliable it's easy to understand it's uncomplicated it's no you don't have to do too much one way or another yeah you know um it's within your skill range 100 yeah 100 comfortable it's comfortable yeah so all of these things and then you have people that aren't happy with just being able to just do whatever and they're content yeah for me i have the understanding that you can train to do anything really you genuinely believe that anybody can train at anything to do anything like i can learn mandarin you can learn mandarin if i put my mind and my effort if you put the time and the effort if you and and it's really just those, those two things time and effort now, your time and how much effort you put in really depends on you. Yeah, yeah and your capabilities. And yeah. your capabilities, but if you actually put the time and effort into it on the level that it needs for you to be successful, then and, and, and you're only going to reach that success after you've done it enough mm-hmm. to know you could be successful. Yeah. So, and obviously there's going to be things that you're going to try that aren't successful. Yeah. I'm one of these people that everything that I try, 100% of the things that I try, Mm -hmm. I end up being successful at without that many tries. With proper effort. All I need is effort. Mm -hmm. Effort and time, really. Yeah. So if I wanted to learn something, and I know this because of work, Mm -hmm. I don't know it because of something I've done for myself. I've learned based on the stuff that I've done for other people and the value they assign to what you to do. what that effort is. Yeah. Even though in my mind I'm doing the bare minimum mm-hmm. and I'm not really doing as much as I should. Yeah. In my mind, I'm overworking ten people around me, mm-hmm. and I don't even know it. Yeah. There's been a long time in my life where I didn't know I was doing the work of this many people. And sometimes people would hire me because they know that I would do the work of like five people. Yeah. It's very easy to get taken advantage of and to also just even know you're being taken advantage of, but be like, well, that's just how I work anyway, so it don't matter. Yeah. And I've been in situations where people are mad they had to fire me. Yeah. Absolutely. Because I fucked up. Well, I mean... That, I mean, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? What are you gonna, what do? You gonna do? What are you what gonna, gonna do? do? What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? But but the reality of it is, it's like, you know, I have done everything that I have done up to this point in my life. I've learned all the hard lessons, 
you know, I've applied some of that learning and, and the next phase of my life, the next 10 to 15 years, I got to apply more learning. Yeah. Like I got to stop resisting the shit that people have been telling me I should be doing for all these years. I was told when I, at your age, a long time ago that I should be doing podcasts and I should be doing YouTube and I should be doing this and I should be doing that. Had I made the decision at that time to go full tilt into that, like for real, for real, who knows where you could be. Yeah. At this point. Yeah. If I had a fully went into it, especially cause you had the full scope of the time you had from the beginning of YouTube to, I mean, yeah, it I would mean, be, it'd be way different for me if I had to fully committed. You know what I think is the extraordinary thing, though? Yeah. Is that you still fully have that capability. Even now. Even now. That's the best part about... I mean, the shittiest part about that situation, but the greatest part about the current situation is that it's still fully available to you. You know what I mean? Like, given the right opportunity and given the right bounce and the right shit, you can get the right stuff and accumulate what you want. But it's just a matter of, you know those planets aligning, those stars aligning into that way, or, you know, you working your way through those things instead of waiting for everything to align, you know? Yeah. But some people are lucky, and they get things, just opportunities, and just weird things happen to them to where they get it. And then you get some people who got to, like, grind and work and work and work and just do everything in their opportunities and capabilities to get there. But it's just a matter of if that person's also willing to even do that work and do that stuff to get to that place. 100%. It's, it's, it's what I tell my son all the time. Everything in this world and life is about how much time and effort you're, you're going to put in it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And if you're doing all those things, then that's you'll be fine. If you're doing all the... If, if, if every step that you take gets you to that next place and you follow the plan that you set for yourself and you make a plan and you set that plan and you do that plan and you do all the steps and everything that you do is going towards that step. like you Everything know. will work the way you want it to work because you're making it happen the way you want it to happen. And you can't skip a step. Yeah. You just got to go through all the steps. It's just a matter of what kind of thing do you want to accomplish and what kind of steps you want to go through. Right. And so I have to go through my life and like think about things and set a time frame for everything that is that I want to do. And then I got to make benchmarks along the way. And I've learned this from work because I have to plan the work that my that my team has to do at my job. I have to plan that out. Yeah. If so I, that just you like can I get to, to a certain goal. Right. Just like I have to plan out uh, a meal that I cook for my family. Yeah. I have to plan it out. Like, I have to go get the resources and I have to take those resources and then, like, you know... Mix them around and stuff. Yeah, and then there's a final product that comes out after a certain amount of time. And I gotta figure out how to be able to efficiently do that and serve this many people based on that information, right? Yeah. Yeah, no. I was gonna say, I mean, how long have you been at the comedy game? I'm working on my 15th year right now. 15th year. That's yeah. amazing. I mean, years, yeah. like, quite frankly, this is my whole quandary, right? Yeah, yeah. Is that, like, I have a phone full of jokes. I have a 
bunch of stuff that I've written over the last couple of years. I've told you this. You and gotta go. You I'm scared. gotta go. You gotta I'm go tell scared jokes. not to. I'm saying it right here, right now. I'm fucking scared. All Why right? are you I'm scared? scared? Because I don't want to fail. Because you're going to fail, though. I. That's the thing too. Is that I know is that like I will fail. Like I will fail. I just don't want to. I'm just I. So this is this is 100 percent like, the issue that everyone has. That's an artist. Some of us are really afraid to fail. Yes. And every time we go out, we do experience some failure in some way. To some degree. As a comedian, a comedian is like the toughest sport. It's, this is not for the queasy. This is not. This is for the people that have had it hard. A lot of comedians who are in this world are um, are people that have had it hard in them lie in their lives, and they've always kind of gone through something. And a way they found how to deal with it is making themselves and other people laugh. Yeah, and I heavily identify. That's the thing is I heavily identify with a lot of things. Like all the tropes and all the different kind of themes and comedy and people who do comedy and stuff like that. Like I heavily identify with all of mm-hmm. it and I feel like I'm capable of doing it. Yeah. But I just, I think I'm scared of the idea of like starting it, doing it for like a year or two and then just like falling out. I just, I have the fear. I don't know what it is. Nah, it's, if you love comedy the way that you feel like you say you do, then once you start, you won't be able to stop. <sighs> Man. Yeah, I think that's the, whether or not you fail or not, whether or not you get up or not, whether or not things happen for you the way they're supposed to happen, or this and that. like no matter what happens for you, like you you you're going to experience all of it. That's I think I like I'm fully down for that, like to some degree. You know, it's just you got to be like, down. For I know experience. at some point you will fail. Like you yeah. will not everyone will yeah. be with it. Yeah, not everybody that was the MC Hammer dancer ended up being a dancer for life. Oh, man, that's the that's the perfect analogy. I think every comic should follow that analogy. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, not everyone can be an MC Hammer but, dancer for life. But, Ooh, that's a neck tattoo. But, but some of them can dance. But some of them can dance. Right? And some of them stayed on throughout their entire lifetime and danced their heart away. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and became bigger stars or this, that, and the other, you know? Yeah. Or contributed to some other thing another way. You know, not not everybody that's going to start a comedy career is going to actually be able to have a career from it. Some of it is, for some people, like, their most important hobby. And that's okay. It's yeah. okay if it's your hobby and you do local shows and you're never going to go further than that. But if you want to go further than that, there's opportunity for that too. But there's a lot of risk involved. Yeah. And and I've never been in a position where I could take that risk of just like going all in, going all 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 in in a way where I have to, you know, where you're really sacrificing things, like where you're like making mm-hmm. crazy like things that aren't beneficial. Yeah, or like putting your mental health at risk. That too. Yeah, it's or like, or like, if you are trying to stay away from drinking, and, and if you're trying to stay away from being drunk all the time, if you're trying to stay away from running the streets all the time, you know, 
being a comedian is not that's the community that's what it is like that is what you, it you is. have to under realize like if you're um if you're a person that's like an entertainer like 95 percent of the time if you're an entertainer those people all those people there are drunk when they're seeing you they're all surrounded yeah you're surrounded by people abusing drugs and alcohol and all that type of stuff so how do like how do you be a person that like maintains discipline in in those situations? How do you be a person that can be around this swirling, swirling, swirling chaos? And how do you do in those situations? I don't know. I'm just chill, bro. I feel like you do a really good job. I don't. I'm just chill. I'm just chill. I don't try and contribute to nonsense. If people are talking shit, I try and shut down shit talking. Yeah. And and if people are talking shit about women, I try and shut that down. Yeah. If people are, is it okay to hit women? No. What if they hit you first, like really hard, <sighs> really no. hard? Break look, your jaw hard. Look, come on, a, Atu. Look, okay. Break your jaw. They bro- woman broke your jaw. You ain't giving her a one two. No. Wow, I'm giving her a one at least. I'm no. I probably or like a one with an open hand or something. No, no, no. I think I would. I would. I would more like try and bear hug them and then. Immobilize them. We just squeeze them really hard. Yeah, yeah. Just so they're like. Ah. But also too, like I'm a big dude. Oh yeah. So if six foot four. If if a, if a if a woman really was trying to fight me, most women are smaller than me. Yeah. And I wouldn't. I wouldn't feel comfortable. You think you could throw a woman? No, I don't want to. You think you could? I know that I could, and you I don't know want to. How far could you throw a woman? I could throw. I think I could throw people. I could throw anyone. Not just a Anyone? woman. I can throw people. You can throw people. How far can you throw me? I can throw people. Five I could, yards? I could throw you, you across this five... room pretty easily. Quite frankly, I don't doubt it. That's yeah, what yeah. freaks me out. Yeah. You're scaring me. Not like that. I just, I'm just. No, I'm just, I invoke this. <laughs> yeah, yeah you, you brought it up. I asked for this. We're good. We're good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Remember, like, no. Don't, I don't throw me. I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't believe, I don't believe taking, like, I'm I I'm a blue Bruce Lee kind of person. Like if you have the Very skill, discipline. Yeah, if you have the skill, then not everybody needs to know that you're that skilled at whatever it is. And then when you need to be skilled in that moment, of course you you take you take care and you take your opportunity to be skilled in that moment. But if you're practiced and disciplined with whatever what your skill is, and you're going to be good at it, you're you, you're going to use it when you need it. I have a very shitty proverb to give you for that. What's that? What's I think that? it's from like Sons of Anarchy or something oh, like that. Oh, oh, word? Yeah, big word. <laughs> but it's something like along the lines of uh, it's better to be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. Yeah. Where it's kind of like it's better to be a warrior in a garden where it's just kind of like the way that I actually kind of. No, it's not, it's just, you don't have to say anything else. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Yeah, you. You want to be at peace. You want to just be the guy who's capable. True warriors want peace. Yes. So they don't have to fight. Exactly. That's, I used to, you didn't know me back then, yeah. but I used to be a very angry guy. I used to be a very angry guy. And I Why? used to be a very, man, I mean, I, if you want to have a therapy session, we can just break <laughs> it all down real quick. We can break it down good. I mean, if you can book me for the hour. Uh, well, I mean, um, yeah, we're all angry. Yeah, no, I I had a lot of anger, and I had a lot of just, like, built-up stuff within me, and I, like, 
over time learned how to deal with that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. I always just kind of learned that, like, at one point in time, I wanted to be the guy that's like, you don't mess with me. Like, I dare you to mess with me. Because if you oh. mess with me, I'm going to show you why you shouldn't mess with You know, like, I used to be that guy. Wow. Yeah, I used that's to be the lot. guy who was like, I dare you to do something out of line. Because I'll show you why you shouldn't have, you know, kind of thing like that. But eventually, over time, I was just kind of like, people don't like that guy. That guy's scary. And that guy's weird. And that guy's different and stuff like that. Okay, so we are working together, and I actually, um, I just kind of wanted to ask you a favor. What's that? So you have such a beautiful and angelic voice. Okay. That I wanted to just kind of ask you to say some things for me. Okay. So that I can use them in future podcasts. I could just drop them in to future podcasts. Okay. Does that sound good? Sure. So I'm just going to ask you to say a couple of things. And then I'm also going to ask you a couple of questions before you go. Okay. Sound good? Cool. All right. So first, can you say groovy? Groovy. Nice. Okay. Now, um, can you say mashed potatoes and gravy? Mashed potatoes and gravy. Oh, I like that. Okay. Now, I had a note that I had. If I can find it. I can't find it. I'm going to find it. Oh, can you say, um, there we go. Can you say, damn it, babe, stop throwing up the west side. <laughs> That's something I told Ray one time. Okay. Uh, say the line again. Damn it, babe, stop throwing up the west side. Damn it, babe, stop throwing up the west side. I like that. That was very nice. Now, something that I like to do with a lot of my podcast guests is just ask them a quick question about some things that they believe in. Mm. Now, I just want to ask you about certain creatures and myths and whatnot that are common, you know, questions. This seems reasonable. Yeah, absolutely. I hope so. Mm. But would you, do you believe in the Loch Ness Monster? No. You don't think there's a Loch Ness Monster in that lake? Somewhere in that lake? No. Nowhere? No. Not at all. Not at all. What do you think all that fuss was about? You think somebody would just be messing around too much? Um, here's the thing, and and I hate that phrase. This is what Which happened. Phrase? Here's the thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> Look, this is to me. This is what occurs in these type of situations. Okay. Um, every inch of that lake has been studied. That's what I'm saying. It's a lake. It's a lake. It's not an ocean. It's not a... It's a lake. There would have been more than one or two sightings of whatever this is. At least... Well, I mean, there's at least one. And then there's a picture that really... Kind of looks a little cheesy. It, it, the photography at the time wasn't good. And it could have been the person's finger, for all we know. Yeah. So... Yeah. Now, it could also have been like a marketing stunt at the time for that region to get people to visit the lake. To go, wow, really? Trying to pull a tourist trap? I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it at all. If you had a lake and you had some land and you needed people to come through. Just start having tourists come through? Yeah. Yeah. Why not? I'm all for that. Okay. I, I feel like lies have been built on less. 
Yeah, I mean, look at the American government. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, okay, Bigfoot? It is plausible. Plausible, but you don't Biz- think... Bigfoot is more plausible, and there's been more sightings of such a, of a type of animal. That, there's been more sightings of Bigfoot than there have been of Loch Ness. There have been more? More. Yeah. And I, it's plausible. I mean, it's just a big old monkey creature. Big old monkey thing. And Giant monkey thing. We don't know. It could be the last surviving Neanderthals. Because we don't know what they look like either. Yeah, they could be real fugly. But they did exist. You think they look fugly? You think they look hot? You think there's like a hot Bigfoot somewhere? Mm-mm. No? No. Not one? No, because why would we find Bigfoot sexy? I don't... And we saw Harry and Henderson's. I don't know. It's weird. Oh, get strange. out of here, you stupid animal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird. Yeah. It's weird. Oh, man. I, I love Harry and the Henderson. Yeah, yeah, it's a good movie. But shout out to Harry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Okay, so Bigfoot. Plausible. plausible. Yeah. Okay, okay. Chupacabra. Plausible. I don't think it's very plausible. That's like a demon, monkey, human creature, like rat I think thing. People, like, I think people may have assigned that thing to something that actually exists that they didn't understand at the time like maybe like some kind of fox coyote creature thing because that's kind of like what it is is i think it's like a human but i mean like dodo birds don't exist anymore right shout out to dodo birds right so dodo birds were like this like they were big birds yeah so one of the reasons why they didn't survive because people like eating them yeah because the meat was so good Oh, dodo meat is good? Well, we don't have any more dodos to find out. Because they ate them all. They ate all the dodo. They were murdering them up and eating them up. Eating all the dodo with Atu Walker. I think and, that's the name of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> that's just saying, like, man. if you did some research on, like, why the dodo bear don't exist no more, it's because... They're so damn yummy. Mm, these delicious. <laughs> all these people just having that... Garlic, rosemary, and, dodo, and they were like easy to kill. Yeah, they're dodo. They, just like they just, just like buffalo was like easy to kill. They would just stand there and be like, "Oh, what's that?" Blah, blah. Yeah, because because yeah, because the Native Americans hunted hunted the animals just like other animal type hunters, like you know, yeah, like mountain lions and stuff like that. They they saw how mountain lions trapped the animals. They observed this and then they decided they they. Taught themselves how to do that, like how to, you know, hunt in that same kind of pattern. Yeah. So, so when it when the gun was invented, people didn't have to hunt in a pattern. Yeah. It was lazy. I can just shoot you right now. What you talking about? Done. You done, beat. Big Buffalo done. Yeah, and that's where, and then and then duels happened. Can you imagine duels? Anyway, I would be in some duels. Not you. You see. Yeah, that's how a lot of people ended up dying. Yeah. You know? Or, but mean, that's where gun culture comes from. Imagine winning a duel, but you still get shot. And yeah. You're like, ah! And you get, like, cholera later. Yeah, gun culture comes from duels. <sighs> Leave it to duels. Yeah. Like, you comes from that. You have besieged my honor, sir. I challenge you to a duel. And then. And then end up getting shot in the knee. Or something like oh, Alexander, yeah. Who shot Alexander Hamilton in that famous duel? That sounds like a play. Yeah, it sounds Aaron, like part of Aaron, the play. Aaron Burr. It is part of. It's the whole. Yeah, the whole thing. It's the whole play. I've it's never the seen. That. It's the entire thing. The whole thing. Yeah. 
I say the best two for last. Oh, yeah, what's that? Ghosts. Actually, yeah, ghosts. Ghosts and or spirits? Yes. This is a hard one to get behind. You ain't about it? Little or no evidence. Little, but beside the evidence, you don't believe in some paranormal activity? All made up. All made up. Every last ounce of it. It's made up just like Ghostbusters. What about things just opening and closing on their own? Negligence in construction. Negligence in construction? Really? Wow, I think you're the first guest that I've had who's refuted ghosts so heavily. Yeah, Everyone I mean, has at least a story of like, well, there was this one time. Okay, so on a scientific basis, the earth moves. Yes. Consistently and constantly. We're, the ground, the bedrock that we're on. Yes. Right now, I can feel the train moving. Yeah. So people who don't know there's a train out there that moves will say, oh, my God, there's a ghost. I feel feel the ground moving. What about my cupboard? My cupboard open. The cupboard open. Something's wrong with the latch. You need a little WD-40. Or the whole earth moved. A quarter of an inch, and you didn't notice, but the cabinet Felt being it. aligned Just did. The... Wow. Okay. There's lava. There's rivers of lava running under the crust of the earth. You really think... <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Come you really there. think we have that much... No. No. Categorically not. There's no such thing as ghosts. I am okay with that. I respect you heavily for having such a stance. Yeah. Quite. No. This is my whole thing. If ghosts exist, as Mm -hmm. people think ghosts exist, why haven't we seen a dinosaur ghost? Whoa. They're huge. You'd have to. Why haven't we seen whale ghosts? Maybe animals can't possess ghost abilities. No, 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 no. You can't make one rule for an animal and they don't apply to all other animals. Hey, man, all dogs don't go to heaven. If dogs, the if anything lied. goes to heaven, dogs. The movies lied. Not like, <laughs> this is my whole point. You can't, have, you can't just, the ghosts can't just be white dudes. <laughs> it's just a bunch of, it's a bunch of Patrick Swayze. <laughs> no, it's nothing but Patrick Swayze. Only Patrick ghosts. Swayze. Just all doing sweet hot pottery. <laughs> yeah, doing no. that hottery. Yeah, and then possessing a black woman at that. Like, that's cold blooded. If there hasn't been a Tyler Perry movie about it, I don't believe it. No. No, I'm just saying. If there ain't a Tyler Perry Medea goes to jail ghost movie. Oh I'm not God. with they it. They gotta make that movie where Medea's a ghost. Medea goes to Ghostville. <laughs> a Halloween Tyler. Oh, Come on, yeah. Tyler. One more. Yeah. One more, Tyler. Yeah, Medea dies and comes back but and haunts your ass. The absolute last one before yeah. I let you go is Aliens. Uh it's okay. So I feel like you have to believe in it. The government has been like, "Yo, we found shit." I am, I'm, a, I'm with Neil deGrasse Tyson on this. Okay. I'm, I'm with him on this. It is impossible for us to believe that there, that, that if a solar system exists, our solar system, yeah. just based on the idea that our solar system exists, there's no possible way, no possible way that there isn't other life out in the universe. That's exactly my philosophy as well. Now, intelligent life, sure, mm-hmm. but between us and wherever they are, 
we're hundreds of millions of light years away from each other, yeah. no matter what. And of course, if someone invented the ability to be able to fold space and time, which in theory you can do based on our current rules that we know, if it was possible to fold and bend space and do that, mm-hmm. then yes, it is quite possible that we have been visited by extraterrestrial life. Now, the the more likely thing is that human ingenuity and intelligence exist in every era of our existence. And there may be the possibility that, that humans have existed on multiple planes and multiple levels throughout millions of years of history here on this planet. Mm-hmm. And things just kind of crust over and reappear, crust over and reappear, crust over and reappear, crust over and reappear. Yeah. That makes any sense. It makes tons of sense. And I totally... we may have existed over all of this other stuff. We may have existed for... We don't know how long. So you think you were around already? It's quite possible if you believe in this whole, like, spirit thing, but... I think when we talk about DNA and we talk about all the structures in this genetic world, composure, all of the things that exist here have been here before. Wow. That's true. That's a hundred percent true. And it's just a matter of where was something else or where matter was someone doesn't else. dissipate matter transfers. We're getting scientific too. Is this Dr. Atu coming back to the podcast? Dr. Mr. Atu Walker Esquire. Esquire? <laughs> we got to get united, son. We got to yeah, get yeah. united. Sir, 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 Dr. Dr. Sir, Dr. Mr. Atu Walker Esquire. <laughs> yes, yes. We And we need to get more of you so that we can make it like the third. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll figure it out. Yeah, but yeah, He'll figure it out. Yeah. But um, you've been a terrific guest. You're a wonderful human being. Oh, thank you. Um, is there anything you'd like to share to the mic'd up audience? Um, every second Wednesday of, of every month at the San Jose Improv, we have the San Jose Improv open mic. Y- you need to come to that show. That show is definitely a banger, regardless if the people are good or bad. It is still <laughs> a banger, no matter what. No matter what, it's a banger, no matter what. You'll either, either want to call your friends and tell them about the show, or you want to call your mom and talk about how it went. <laughs> but other than that, I think that's a pretty good outro. Yeah. Sir, you've been a terrific guest, and I Thank appreciate you. you greatly. Yeah. Um, ladies and gentlemen, if you enjoyed it, let me know. Bang my line. If you enjoyed it, let Atu know. Bang his line. Oh, no. Bang bang Michael's line. No, no, no. no, no. Text Atu and bother him and let no, him no, know. No, no, Say, don't, hey, don't, I didn't agree with what you said about don't, the don't text me black after women 930. are not like that at all. Anyway. No DMs after 9.30. My lady gets upset. You heard it here first. Ladies and gentlemen. (gasps) Bye. Here we go. Yo, what time is it? Yo, I think I'm mic'd up. You're listening to the Mic'd Up Podcast. You're listening to the Mic'd Up Podcast. You're listening to the Mike the Podcast.